stand to your feet and give it up. Pastor Jimmy Rollins. presence of the Lord is already here. I think my job at this point is just to not get in his way. It's amazing to see when we're gathered together in corporate worship, how, how perspiration, what was hard, what's weighty, it's difficult. Only in the presence of God turns into desperation. But not desperation for situations to change, but for atmospheres to change. And then in the midst of that atmosphere changing, we move from perspiration to desperation to revelation. Where God begin to take your eyes off of your situation and begin to put your eyes on the God of your situation. Amen. And I was sitting down there like, Brian, just sing the rest of the night. I'm good. Like, I'm going to go in the back and eat. But then they said there was a problem with the toilet, so I probably should stop eating. Ryan is a, is a gift from God. Michael is a gift from God. And uh, I've known Michael for a year. I've known Ryan for about, I don't know, 13 years. It's amazing to see somebody whose status has changed, but their posture hasn't. And I wanted a little bit of that. Something about the angel. I just want a little bit. Something about the name Jesus. You are the source of my strength. And you are the strength of my life. And I lift my hands in total Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name Jesus. I always pray um, before I get up. It's a really simple prayer, no matter where I'm at, how many times I speak, no matter what size stage I'm on. I just said, God, just more of you and less of me. And I. I want to be obedient to my assignment tonight, but if I'm honest with you, I just want to lay on the floor and let God love on me. Um, I know there's going to be an appropriate time for that later on. We're going to call it the altar call. So we're just going to already get a picture of your deliverance. I want you to already get a picture of your healing. I want you to already get a picture of you set free. I want you to already get a picture of your miracle. 
And based on the vision and the picture that you see right now, I want you to pull on this word from God as if it's the last ditched effort of what, I, no, no, no. You see, somebody came in tonight and they says, God, I don't have, I don't know how much more, how many more times I can show up to church and you not move in my life. There are people in here tonight that, that marriages are at stake and there's, and, and, and there's people here uh, tonight that have more month than they got money and they're so, they're filled with anxiety and, 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 they're, and they're contemplating things that are outside of the will of God trying to alleviate pain that only the Holy Ghost can alleviate. But I just want you to look down your road. Just, just go ahead and size up your road real quick. And says, I'm going to praise God tonight. I'm going to press in tonight for your breakthrough, for your miracle, for your deliverance. I'm not just here for myself tonight. But tonight, somebody look down your road. Said, I didn't come for you to sit in your seat and act cute tonight. I came for, for a word from God tonight. And I refuse to leave out the same way that I came in. So guess what if you want something different from God you're gonna have to do something that you've never done before in this place so if you need to jump jump if you need to clap clap if you need to run run if you need to prophesy prophesy but I came to let you know that God outdoes himself and no matter what he did yesterday it pales in comparison for what he wants to do today because the glory of the latter house cannot be compared to that of the former house. I believe God wants to move tonight. Y'all can have your seats. I am agitated in the very best way tonight. Just not, not agitated. Like I, 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 I'm mad at the devil tonight. Come on, somebody. I, I, just come on, look down your road tonight and just, just tell them no punk Christians tonight. We ain't coming here to play patty cake. We, we, now we, we're not playing tonight. Get off your Facebook. Get off your Instagram. I'm, I'm doing kingdom business tonight. My whole, everybody in my house getting saved when I go back home. Come on. My mean boss, my co-workers going to be filled with the Holy Ghost when I get to work tomorrow. Oh my God, the next time I'm around my family, I am breaking generational curses and cycles. Come on, somebody, idols are going to bow down. In Jesus' name. Can I just do the pastor thing? Grateful for Pastor Jacob and Michelle and Eugene and Myron and all the apostles and bishops and archbishops and minstrels and deacons and apostles and titles but tonight can we put down our titles and pick up some towels is that all right tonight i want you to open your bibles in mark chapter 2 and i'm gonna preach this passage of scripture i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna give you all i got tonight it's, it's, it's night three. Come on, somebody. Like, like, I ain't got nothing left. I ain't reserving nothing for Lafayette. Come on. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't had me preach at Lafayette. It's all right. I'm at my favorite church tonight. Come on, somebody. Don't tell Pastor Jacob. Can I get a little bit more mic in this monitor? Because I'm about to holler a lot. The Bible says in Mark 2, 1 through 6, when... When Jesus returned, 
to Capernaum. Several days later, the news spread quickly. Somebody say quickly. That he was back home. This news that was spreading was not because Jesus was the Son of Man. In fact, early on in his ministry, until it was time for the kingdom of God to be revealed, he actually told people, don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. But how many of y'all know it's hard to keep a good secret? In other words, it's hard to keep Jesus to yourself. The Bible says that the news spread quickly. This was pre TikTok. Jesus was the Son of Man and not even verified. This is pre social media. Come on, teenagers, this is pre keeping your streaks up on Snapchat, pre Facebook. The news was spreading quickly without the assistance of man. Can I tell you, nothing will ever go viral like a miracle. Can I preach to you today? If you want to go viral, get healed. If you want to gain influence, get delivered. If you want followers, Don't post your pretty. Post the purpose of your pain. The Bible says that the news spread quickly that he was back home in this place called Capernaum. And it's important for you to understand where this news is taking place. This is a fishing city. This fishing city is where fish are supposed to get caught. This fishing city is where Jesus called his disciples and told them, I will make you fishers of men. Do I have any fishermen in the room? Come on, somebody, redfish. Where y'all at, where y'all at, where y'all at? What I understand about fishing is you got to have the right bait for the right kind of fish that you're catching. I'm not a a, a proficient fisherman, but I'm a proficient eater. (laughs) But what I understand that is if you have the wrong bait in the right place, even when the fish are there, you will get no bites. And I've been wondering, Ryan, why the church has the anointing of evangelism that is given in the Great Commission, but they ain't catching no fish at work. They're not catching no fish in their families. They're not catching no fish in people who live contrary to to church culture. So Jesus comes back home to rebuke the place that's supposed to be catching fish, but ain't catching nothing. When the last time you led somebody to Jesus? 
When's the last time you told somebody your story? I don't want nobody to know my story, but the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And that word testimony in the Greek means the words that says, do it again. That means that when you tell your testimony, it releases a power for God to do it again. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. So if you got healed from addiction, every time you talk about it, God's about to do it again. If you got delivered from pornography and you put down shame and pick up your story, you says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb. That's what Jesus did and the word of our testimony. That's what we supposed to do talking about. The problem is, is we have been fishing in an aquarium. Help us, Holy Ghost. Now, if you were to roll up on me in my house and I had the most beautiful aquarium and I spent about $20 million on the aquarium and the aquarium had a beautiful exterior and the aquarium was positioned correctly right off the highway with a mandate to catch fish that have not been caught. But you rolled up on me and I was fishing inside of an aquarium. You would say that is weird. But yet when we get healed, saved, delivered, set free, born again, come on somebody, washed in the blood of the lamb and we don't tell anybody about it. And all we do is come to the aquarium and try to catch fish that's already been caught and call it evangelism. I don't call it evangelism. I call it church transfer. And I came to tell you that Jesus did not come to establish a church on a block. He came to establish a city on a hill that cannot be hidden to lost people and to people who are far from God. We have to stop praying for our family to get saved but then not forgive them. Uh-oh, I ain't scared of none of y'all. We have to stop praying for people who are walking outside of their sexual identity to, for God to change them, but we don't have any proximity with them. Why? Because we judge people who sin differently than us. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, you mean me? Yep, your pride is just as bad as pornography. <laughs> fishing in an aquarium and Jesus comes back home to deal with it. Could it be that the presence of God that was released through Ryan and Mike could it be that God didn't just want to do something in you but just maybe he wants to do something through you? Jesus is coming back home to Capernaum, and the news is spreading quickly that he was back home. Now watch out, verse 2, soon. <laughs> Somebody say soon. And very soon. My mama used to sing, we are going to see the king. Y'all remember that? Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. That's what my mama said. Soon and very soon. 
We are going to see the king. She said, what? What she said? Hallelujah. I like when white people know black church songs. Like, We're going to see the king. And she said, no more crying there. Hopefully not too soon. Because every knee hasn't bowed yet. Because every tongue hasn't confessed yet. Because some of us have some wayward children that have not come in the house of God yet. Because there's some generational strongholds. I don't want to get to heaven and just get there when I had the opportunity to enjoy heaven here. But I thought that the kingdom of God was up there. Had no idea that when I prayed the Lord's prayer, it could actually come here. I, 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 matter of fact, God, give me a little bit more time. Don't come too soon right now. Somebody's got to be saved at the cubicle next to me. Don't come too soon right now. A lesbian, come on, somebody has to lose her appetite for what she thinks was normal and God is showing her in the supernatural. Come on, somebody that is not by might nor by power nor by your opinion. I came to tell you tonight that we still have a work to do. Soon. The house was so packed with church people that there was no more room for paralyzed people, even outside the door. While he, Jesus, was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat, verse 4. But they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the religious folks. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the people that were satisfied with going to church but never was interested in being the church. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because they wanted to serve inside the church, inside the four corners of a building, but didn't want to live out. Come on, somebody. Acts 1.8 that says you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Oh, my God, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Somebody say uttermost. Put your arm out right here like in front of your face right there. I want to give you the, 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 the Greek word for the word uttermost. is a word called eshatos, and that word means time space, rank, and distance. Time, space, rank, and distance. God wants you, he wants you to reach the people that you don't have time for. God wants you to reach the people that are furthest from you, space. God wants you to reach the people that are last on your list, rank. And y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And God wants you to reach the people, but you can't live out of commission comfortable. They couldn't get him to Jesus 
because of the politics in the church. I, I'm, I'm just preaching the, the word. I'm sorry if I offended you, but it could be the Lord convicting you of praying for a miracle that you actually, actually could live. God touch them. No, God touch you to forgive them even though they don't deserve to be forgiven. God touched you that we wouldn't leave the presence of God at the altar. Come on, somebody. But that presence of God would empower us to go outside of the four walls of the church and be the church and be the gospel. Come on, Apollosis. I didn't come here to play tonight. I came to tell you that church doesn't start when service starts. Church starts when service is over. And that's why when Peter had a revelation of what the church was, Jesus says, on oh, that revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I don't see a board show up. I don't see a bulldozer show up. I don't see concrete show up. When Jesus said, I will build my church, he wasn't building something for Peter to go to once a week. He was building something for Peter to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So they couldn't bring him to Jesus. So they had what probably looked to everyone else as an unrighteous plan. We call it outreach. That's the outreach department. That's just for those people. I'm a greeter. I greet church people in church. See, I grew up in a church that was religious. My mom and dad is church. It's bad to talk about your mom and dad is church. Hmm. But I couldn't understand why people judged the prostitute who came in with a short skirt as if they'd been saved their whole life. I, 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 I didn't understand why the, the men ushers would throw a, a cloth over her lap. And, and I wondered, are you judging her or not dealing with your lust issue? I, I just, these are the things that, that I tried to negotiate in my, in my, in my mind and, and, and said I'm tired of people saying we had church and nobody got saved. I'm tired of people saying that, oh, my God, and Jesus. Now, can I tell you about my church? I'm tired of tracks falling out at the altar but not falling out of your pocket in somebody in the mall. Some of y'all going to catch that in a second. We say we had church, the B3 organ, people running around the church, Jericho marching, trying to tear down walls that's already been torn down. I came to tell you that the kingdom of God suffered violent and the violent take it back by force. And what God wants to do through our Savior's church and our Pelusas, it says we're going to go outside of the four walls of the church and we're going to march around football stadiums. We're going to march 
march around elementary schools. We're going to march around the mall. We're going to go to the White House and march that the walls of racism come down, that the walls of judgment come down, that the walls of denomination come down because Jesus is coming back to the house. So they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. How many of you guys want to touch from Jesus? Come on. That should be everybody. Come on, even the drummer want to touch from Jesus. No, for real. How many of y'all want God to show up like he's never shown up before? Mm-hmm. Even the balcony. Some of y'all are like, I just got off work. I ain't even ate yet, and you messing with me. <laughs> when I read this passage of Scripture, I often put myself in the Scripture. It says, what's going on around me? How is this happening? Four guys was in the church. They left outside of the church to go get a guy who couldn't get there by himself. How many people passed him on the way to Jesus, not bringing nobody with him? Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. How many people served on the worship team and served in the parking lot team and, 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 and was so busy working for God, they weren't doing the mission of God? They left a full house when they were close to Jesus. They had proximity with Jesus. They might have been on the first or second row, Pastor Eugene. But when they left the church to go get them somebody, somehow the act of going to get somebody who couldn't get there themselves, got them closer to Jesus. Then before they left, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. They was on the front row when they left. They was on the stage when they came back. Because when you bring lost people with you to church, you will find yourself having an experience with Jesus that you did not have before. Well, pastor, I do my devotions. And pastor, I pray. And pastor, I speak in tongues. There is nothing that's going to get you closer to Jesus than living out the mission of Jesus to go and seek and save those who are lost. I'm just preaching the Bible. Yeah. So they brought him down in front of How did they get him to Jesus? Hmm. What do we do? It says even outside the house, it was close. They having church. They clapping on the two and the four. Yeah. <laughs> B3 organ going. I'm telling you right now, come on, somebody, they sweating. The crazy thing about this passage of scripture is some theologians 
most theologians says this is Peter's house. You mean Jesus can show up in a house in the same house of the man he called Satan? You mean to tell me Peter can bring revival to paralyze people? Aren't you so glad that God doesn't use us because of us? But he uses us in spite of us? Aren't you so glad? Come on, somebody. That God will show up even when you tripping on him. That God will still use you. That God will still put you in position to have revival. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I came to prophesy to somebody who does not think you are qualified. I want you to know that the things that you don't think qualify you actually qualify you. Because you can have a testimony that somebody else cannot have. And that's how the glory of God gets revealed. When somebody says, if God can save you, my God, he can save me. He can save my uncle. He can save my boss. Uh, I'm trying. I'm on page one. What I see in this passage of scripture It's just because Jesus has caused the house to be full doesn't mean that the house is full of Jesus. For too long we have separated the ministry of Jesus and the mission of Jesus. For too long we have made outreach a department for just those who got a real bad testimony. Those people who do prison ministry. Can I tell you that one of the greatest revivals that happened in scripture happened in a prison? When church people were falsely accused, put in the inner prison. Come on, somebody. And the Bible says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang hymns for a breakthrough, not just for themselves, but everyone else who was locked up even though they did it. They were there falsely accused. But I want you to understand that there was a bigger purpose than them being falsely accused. Somebody's got to be falsely accused so that we can go, come on somebody, and be in proximity of people who did it, people who were guilty, people who smoked it, people who drank it. People who's still sleeping with people. Somebody's got to be okay with being betrayed. Somebody's got to be okay with being lied on. Somebody's got to be okay with not getting a promotion because if the higher you go, the lower you won't reach. But while you're down in the inner prison, can you give God praise outside of church so that every door gets open and the Bible says and about midnight Come on, somebody, that they begin to pray, and they begin to praise, and suddenly the city begin to shake, and everybody's chains were loosed. I prophesy that the spirit of darkness has to 
spirit of light because the people of God are being raised up in low places so that lost people get set free. I'm free, Jesus. That's Eugene. So the, the guard who beat him, the guard who locked him up, they had no idea that he came to work that day suicidal. And the only way that, that the presence of God could reach a suicidal guard was some church people going through some stuff. So they got low enough to be around people who are suicidal. I'm trying to tell you, stop going to church and start being a church. And you will find yourself free, but not free by yourself. Can I tell you, there's one thing to praise when there's nobody else around. But there's another thing to praise when everybody is getting free at the same time. He who the Son sets free is free indeed, not by himself, but God make my deliverance contagious. Yeah. How many of y'all got something God doing that you ain't told nobody yet? Come on, just like you got one of them private testimonies. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Come on, come on. Just, just, just put your hand up like this. Just. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Let me say it a different way. How many of y'all been through some real stuff? No, no, no. No, well, where are my dudes at? Because what happens is men don't really praise God like in church because we're still carrying. Can I trust you with my deliverance? Can you handle what I've been through? I'm going to help y'all. Where, where y'all at? Where my, where my dude dudes at? Come on. Let me see y'all. Let me see y'all hand. I'm a dude dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If they put my stuff on the screen, you would run out of the room. I, I, no, 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 no. I didn't been through. I was a professional sinner. You, you see, I, I think sometimes that we think because the stage is higher than where we're sitting that we're above real stuff. But I came to tell you that I'm a living, breathing, walking, talking testimony that God can take a mess and make it into a ministry. I, I, I came to tell you, and I, I, ain't, I ain't scared to tell nobody no more. I was a pastor with a pornography issue. I ain't scared to tell nobody what more. I was a cussing sailor. I ain't scared to tell nobody no more. I'll smack you before I lay, I lay hands and throw them. I'm telling you right now, God has done a work in me. And my Bible tells me that let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So I say I'm redeemed. So I say I'm born by the blood of the Lamb. I say I'm free indeed. And I'm not going to let no devil in hell close Devil, you can't stop me. Devil, you can't shut my mouth. Let me encourage you. If you start talking about it, the enemy can't remind you of it. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Well, what if they find out? You know what I've come to understand? 
There would be no shame in the church if just everybody testified at the same time. We scared to say it because we think we buy ourselves. Everybody nasty. Everybody mind jacked up. Everybody want to whoop their kids. Everybody want to cuss their boss out. Everybody want to skip Sundays. But something happens when I get to the place where Jesus is. The Bible says that the blood washes me white as snow. I am a living, breathing, walking, talking testimony that there's no more trace because what God does, he finishes. Uh, I'm not even listening. What am I saying? I, uh, Pastor Eugene, I realized something in this passage of scripture. There was not just one guy paralyzed. There was a whole church paralyzed. Stuck in the mindset of us four and no more. You know what's powerful about this church? This campus? You? Is this is not just diversity for diversity's sake. I'm going to pause and tie my shoe. Because I don't want to trip. Y'all put me on Instagram. <laughs> I'm showing you that I put lotion on my ankles this morning. What was I saying? Diversity. It, this is not just black people sitting next to white people and white people sitting next to black people and Hispanic people. And, and poor people with rich people and rich people with poor people and short people with tall people and tall people with short people and fat people with skinny people. And guts with abs. This is not just diversity. <laughs> church but culturally what happens when different cultures come together in one place remember all the cultures in Acts chapter 2 when they showed up they were all gathered celebrating Passover of what God did in Egypt when they painted the blood over the door and it, and it bypassed that generation and now they're coming together to commemorate that and cultures are coming together as cultures and they can't understand one another because they were divided but something happened that day when they all came together a sound was released now let me help you understand there is a white sound there is a black sound there is a Nigerian sound there is an African sound. There is a Puerto Rican sound. There is a sound that touches heaven that releases things that just my sound by myself can't release. I'm telling you right now. That's why when you hear a B3 organ, it is not just a B3 organ. There is a cultural expression that every chain gets broken. Now, there is also an anointing that if you've never been in chains, you don't have the anointing to break chains the way that somebody else who's been in chains. So when a black man sings break every chain all the white people Hispanic people rich people can get set free too 
Y'all don't hear what I'm saying right now. When cultural expression gets offered up to heaven, all of heaven gets released. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And then what happens is tongues of fire get released and they begin to speak in tongues. And when they spoke in tongues, it was not some gibber jabberish. Other languages begin to understand the dialects of other languages. Why? Because there was a house that was willing to release a sound of every culture. But can I tell you why the chains are going to break in the city of Opelousas? Because this church is making a sound that every church can't make. Make a sound. Make a sound. Cry out to God. The spirit of suicide has to bow down at the name of Jesus. You don't have to wait for revival night to have revival. You just got to take church outside the four walls and make sure every service lost people are here. And make sure every service, I'll never forget, I was preaching this vision in my church uh, 15 years ago when I started pastoring my church in Baltimore. And the United Black Clergy was in our area, which I thought was weird. Why do I want to be a part of United Black Clergy? Think about the name. United Black clergy. It don't go together. Y'all just should have called it black clergy. Because you can't call unity when everything looks the same. The word unity exists because diversity is acknowledged. And if diversity is not acknowledged and difference is not prevalent, then there's no need for the word unity. Come on, Psalms 133, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell, come into the house together in unity there. When there is diversity, there is unity. Y'all know what I'm saying? What I'm trying to say is diversity is the first down, but unity is the touchdown. What I'm trying to tell y'all is right now, it says that when there is diversity, it produces unity. When there's unity, it produces oil. And when there's oil, I have the authority to command those things that are not to walk in their divine purpose and what God has called them to be. In this house, this house needed paralyzed people in order for there to be unity. But there was only four guys. where their hands and feet were working. Four guys didn't care about proximity to the pastor. Four guys put down the titles to pick up a towel. Then they go out and they grab the corner of a paralyzed guy's mat without dropping him through trying to rip the roof off the church. How do you rip a roof off without dropping somebody at the same time? How do you tear a roof off and keep your hand on the corner of somebody's mat who you've been praying for? 
How do you pray for strongholds to break in your own life? And you're trying to break the strongholds in the city. God, do I have enough strength to hold on to the family member who's been talking about me and lying on me and eating at my table every Christmas and Thanksgiving? God, give me the ability to get a tight grip on somebody who's paralyzed and not end up paralyzed myself. Oh, y'all don't hear me. God, I can't drop them because I might end up paralyzed myself. God, I got to keep praying for them because I might end up paralyzed. God, help me not to judge them. God, give me the ability. That's why you got to pray for your enemies. That's why you got to ask God to take over when you feel like cussing them out. That's why you got to ask God to, God, reveal yourself to me so I don't slap them this Christmas. God, help me not to drop the pet. God, give me the kind of hand that don't drop people because they offend me. God, don't let me leave a church taking me everywhere I go and I'm paralyzed. Some of y'all mad at church still. Talking about they always. Not realizing that you take you everywhere you go. And if you take you everywhere you go, you ain't got no hands to pick them up. We have to understand that sometimes there's a righteous indignation that I'm not supposed to get mad at it. It's actually God irritating my spirit and he's calling me to it. You stop complaining about the things you could help in. Ooh. Well, that music is always bad and I don't know, but you do sound. I don't know what they're doing with the money, but you rich. Paralyzed. We don't realize that we're paralyzing the potential reach of the church. And it's time to rip the roof off. I want to, I want to, I'm almost done. I have, I'm on the introduction still. <laughs> but they told me I was home. I think what makes us paralyzed, Myron, is we got fixed before we got forgiven. Because we got secrets. No, 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 Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm going to skip to the end because I got to meet. Pastor Jacob at Charlie G's and get that duck gumbo. <laughs> I'm going to keep it on it. <laughs> if you tasted it, you would understand. <laughs> Can you put up on the screen Mark 2.5? Mark 2.5. Can we get it on? Yeah, okay. okay. Um, all right, go to the next one, 6. All right, right there. So they get the paralyzed guy down in front of Jesus, and they find themselves in proximity that they've never had before. I'm telling you right now, I've pastored a church, my church, for 15 years. 
I've never been closer to Jesus than I am right now. Because I realized that I wasn't personally leading people to Jesus. I was facilitating the altar call. And I've been on in the streets personally leading people to Jesus. And it's brought me in proximity closer to him than I've never been before. I knew how to pray for a building but didn't know how to pray for salvation. With the neighbor, with the guy on the golf course. I realized that pastoring a church was limiting me from reaching a city. This is my own conviction. I ain't, this is not y'all's. This is mine. I'm, I'm confessing right now. It's real. And I can't believe how God has been using me to bring lost people to Jesus. People that I could have never reached on a stage, but rather walking through them, with them, through the stages of life. And I realized something. These four guys got this paralyzed guy who had never walked before in front of Jesus. And you think that Jesus' first thing he would have done is fix him. 20 years not fixed. 30 years paralyzed. 15 years depressed. And you're not going to address my issue? Jesus is more concerned with your heart than he is your healing. And then he says this, and it blows my theology. He says, seeing, can y'all read that next word for me? Can you say that again there? Seeing, what? Shouldn't that read? Seeing his? God help us. We've had faith for our own issues, but not faith for somebody else's. It says seeing their faith. Jesus spoke to him. I want the kind of faith that's contagious to hearts that have not been healed. I want the kind of faith that changes a city. I want the kind of faith that it doesn't grow a church, but grows limbs where there was no limb. You want to pack a church? Facilitate a miracle. It's the fastest way that news spreads. The fastest church growth is when ears grow, that when there was no ears. The fastest church growth is where confidence grows, where there was no confidence. The fastest church growth is where young people that are walking in the freeing power of Jesus Christ, who are set apart for Jesus, got faith that's bigger than their own circumstance. Put the scripture back up there. Seeing their faith. Jesus told the paralyzed guy, my child, your sins are forgiven. Isn't it crazy? 
that it had to take him laying on a mat for somebody that goes to church to pick him up. It had to take catastrophe. It had to take paralysis. It had to take a riot. It had to take poverty. It had to take sickness. It had to take disease. Why do we have to let people get to their lowest before we start praying for them? I repent, I repent, I repent, God, I repent, I repent for being selfish in my prayers. I repent for asking you to give me a new house where there's somebody living on the streets. I repent, I repent, I repent, I repent. I pray that God wake up a spirit of evangelism in this church. I pray that God, that your heart break for the things that breaks the heart of God. I pray that God give you a, a prophetic utterance that when you want ride through a city of darkness that your spirit would begin to be so irritated that you wouldn't avoid that city. You would take that route every day and plead the blood of Jesus. And come on, bring a little oil with you and open up your window and just let the oil drip around the areas of darkness that you once judged. Come on, young person. I know they've been bullies, but God could have had you bullied so that the bully could be saved by you turning the other cheek. I came and asked God that he would give us not a spiritual awakening for revival inside of the church, but a spiritual awakening that everybody that's not walking in the freeing power of Jesus Christ come to a realization that the kingdom of God has shown up and heaven has come to earth and this Area. The territory is being changed. It's crazy to me. As I read Mark chapter 2, and I see this passage of scripture. <laughs> Seeing their faith. Jesus said to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven. And he never addresses what happened to him. He never addresses his position. He just simply says, stand up. And it's a crazy thing that Jesus doesn't tell him to pick up his legs. He never walked before. But Jesus doesn't tell him to pick up his feet. He don't know what they are. He don't know what it feels like. The only thing he knows that he's comfortable with is his mat. The thing he's laid on. The thing he's labored over. The areas that he has scars, the areas that he has scabs, the area of his greatest pain. Jesus says, he says, Jesus, you want me to pick this up? Why can't I leave it at your feet? He says, you can't leave it because there's a city who needs it. 
and so many people want to leave their testimony at the altar and you want to leave your pain and your scab come on somebody no when I was growing up when the doctor cut a cast off me Ryan I wanted to take the cast home I didn't know back then when I was a little boy that that was a signal that God was giving me a signal that I was supposed to pick up what used to bring me pain and show the world that it now brings me purpose is there a church that God has healed is there a church that God has delivered is there a marriage that God has set free is there somebody who's dipped in the river come on and they were a leper and now they're not a leper can I ask you can you pick up your mat can you pick up your story can you pick up your testimony and can you go out in the city and says I can't leave it because somebody else needs it your greatest level of anointing points to your greatest level of what used to anoint you you want to know what your ministry is look back at your misery and see what the Lord has done so here's the altar call If you're paralyzed and reaching someone that you know is lost that needs to be reached, I want you to run up to this altar. I triple dog dare you to stand there like I ain't preached like this message and the oil wasn't on this thing. And you're going to stand there like, now nah, everybody in my family saved because you're fishing in an aquarium. God, give me the ability To love people who hate me. That's the kind of prayer I'm praying tonight. God, help me to forgive when I want to slap them. I'm not praying for you to deliver them. I'm praying for you to deliver me so I can deliver them. I'm tired of going to church. I've been preaching this gospel for 20 years and I'm no longer studying the Greek and the Hebrew when there's somebody suicidal who just needs a hug. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. The Bible says then, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. But first we have to repent that we've made Christianity about us, about what we need. And I'm gonna give you a very practical assignment for this Sunday. Bring somebody paralyzed with you. unforgiveness Jesus heal the land of my hurt Jesus heal my land heal my land heal my land break the generational curses in my family Jesus you said in me all the families of the earth shall be healed but I can't heal them God if I'm mad at them God heal my land heal my land heal my land heal my land 
Heal the land of my unforgiveness, Jesus. Heal the land of my church hurt, Jesus. Heal the land of my judgment, Jesus. Heal the land, heal the land, heal the land, heal the land. I, um, it was in COVID. Y'all look at me, I'm almost done. It was in COVID that I realized my wife didn't have a hobby, she had a habit called ordering Amazon. It was like Amazon was her medicine, showing up every day, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. And, and I lived in Maryland in a very, I lived on three acres of land and I, we, me and Irene had flipped houses and gotten in business and we had built what we thought was our dream house. And, and so when anyone would come up my driveway, like they had to be purpose to come up my driveway. Right? And, and, and I carried some of y'all know what that means? It wasn't the Holy Ghost. A Glock. <laughs> and so she would order these Amazon. Every day I got used to the Amazon guy, and the Amazon would show up guy. And I, and I was just like, hey, bro, what's up? And he'd be like, I'm back. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm back. And my wife again, he would just literally laugh. Like, boxes would show up and stuff that you could go to the grocery store for. You would just order through Amazon. I don't know if she, I, I thought she was cheating on me with a guy named Amazon. And one day, a truck showed up. It kind of looked like an Amazon truck, but it didn't have any stickers on it. It was just a, it looked like the Amazon truck, but it wasn't, it was like, do you work for Amazon? And then she kept on, and that truck kept coming. Then, then all of a sudden, a car came with an Amazon uh, uh, magnet on it that said Amazon on the side of the car. And, and, and every day I would go out, because I didn't know these people, my, my alarm went off, and I, I put my Glock on my side, like, you know, if y'all want to get, uh, if y'all want to get some, I'll give it to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're supposed to be here, because, you know, it, it's just a little, Got hood in me still, you know what I'm saying, y'all? And, and 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 all these different. Then all of a sudden, regular cars started showing up, and and hoopties started showing up. And I asked the guys when they came, I said, uh, "Who are you?" And she goes, "Listen, we work for Amazon, but the demand of delivery is so great that they're hiring anybody, and you don't have to go through the training anymore, and you don't have to have the sticker anymore, and you don't have to know every scripture anymore." Can I tell you that there's a people in the city of Apollo? Who is, who is asking for a delivery for healing, asking a delivery for joy, asking a delivery for peace, asking a delivery for, come on, somebody for faith. And God is just not hiring pastors. God is just not hiring worship directors. God is looking for unmarked cars. Come on, somebody that would drop off a delivery in areas that it's not supposed to be in. So I pray right now that the Spirit of God begin to implore you. God, wake us up. God, let us fill out the application. God, heal our land. Come on, y'all, give God some praise.
So here's the, here's the prayer. Ready? Help us to be your hands and feet and not paralyze your gospel. That's the prayer. I want to carry this thing. Atheists coming to Jesus. Racists coming to Jesus. Uh, I, so I want to end on this. And then Ryan, take us in. We can stay right here. And the man jumped up, verse 12, grabbed his mat and walked through the stunned. I'd have walked like this. Look what the Lord. has done and the Bible said that they were so amazed that people who didn't know what praise was started praising God because they started saying my God if he can heal him who's been paralyzed his whole life he can spark revival in a church God bless you, Appaloosas. Now let's give God some praise. Can we lift up our hands and worship the King? Oh.